Cozy Nook Explorers. I'm Jackie. And I'm John. And we are the Cozy Nook Explorers. Welcome to our show, where we explore the world from our cozy nook here in New Jersey using the power of the internet. Yes, and today is episode number six, The Faroe Islands. I am... I'm just pumped. This is going to be great. I am comfortable. (laughs) I am pumped and I am comfortable. I even have a blanket on right now, which is ultimate cozy. So we have the adventure jar again this week. And in case you missed it um, last week, every time we make a mistake, we are adding a quarter to the adventure jar to save up for our next, you guessed it, adventure. We're going out of the country today. So due to the language barrier, I think we'll be using uh, a lot of quarters. Yes, agreed. So John, what's keeping you cozy this week? The thing that's keeping me cozy this week uh, are sunglasses. Ooh. Yes, they, they are a single item that can literally change your perspective of the world. Mm. It, uh, it makes the, the world uh, a little less bright but much more comfortable. Ah, I see that. Now, you know, do you like when you see a baby wearing sunglasses or a dog? Like maybe at the beach, maybe, you know, wearing some sunglasses, maybe prancing through the sand. You know, is that kind of what you're thinking in terms of cozy? Uh, It's more for myself, although Mm. I think the, the babies would be very happy to have sunglasses. I think the dogs would be confused, but uh, it's hard to say. (laughs) Very true. Well, where do you feel is the best place to wear sunglasses? In the car. Mm. Uh, Because if you're driving, you are much safer. And if you're a passenger, you look cooler and much more comfortable. (laughs) cooler i mean i guess so yes all right um, and then, <laughs> you heard it here folks <laughs> uh and uh jackie what's keeping you cozy this week so what's keeping me cozy this week is orchids orchids yes i love orchids so i just love the fact that they are just such a beautiful flower and on top of it it's just one of those things that like the grocery store we go to, they have orchids, you know, on display that you can buy. And even just walking through their display, it just always lifts me up, always makes me feel good. And I was just thinking about that this week, how how wonderful they are. And what's your favorite color orchid? I would say my favorite color orchid is purple. But at the same time, I mean, they're all truly beautiful, even just like a simple white orchid, especially in a minimal room, is just so wonderful. But the pop of color and purple in general is just one of my favorite colors. Do you own an orchid? I do not own an orchid as much as I love orchids. Um, my mother has some orchids and they are beautiful and I have the chance to enjoy them, which I feel very grateful for. Um, And hopefully one day I will own an orchid, but I don't own one at the moment. Hmm. Would you like to move on to our next segment? Yeah, sounds good. So our next segment is called Ask Charles. 
Our producer, Charles, is a man of mystery, the Banksy of podcast producers, and people have been wondering who Charles is and hoping to get to know him better, so he kindly said yes to answering one question per episode. This week's question is, Charles, if you could be present for any historical event, which one would be way up on your list? And his answer is that he would have liked to have been present for the invention of the first teddy bear in 1902 because he has a bear that means a lot to him and he would like to thank the inventor. Well, that's very nice. Oh, agreed. Yeah, that's a nice one. Um, if you have a question for Charles, feel free to send us an email. We will include the address in the show notes. Shall we head to the Faroe Islands? Sure. Let's go. Well, John, we've left the country. This is the coziest international trip I have ever taken. Here we are in the Faroe Islands. Jackie, have you ever heard of the Faroe Islands before this episode? I had not. Me neither. But wow, there is so much to explore. You know, before we get into it, we want to apologize in advance if we mispronounce any names or places. Not if... When <laughs> we will mispronounce these words because unfortunately neither Jackie or I speak Faroese. Do you, do you even know if that's the right way to say Faroese? I am not certain. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I cannot tell you how sorry we are uh, if we accidentally say something awful in our mispronunciations. Uh, we will include the names of places and words uh, we mentioned in the show notes, uh, and you can see the spelling and look them up easily if you'd like. So, the Faroe Islands are just 18 tiny islands sandwiched between Scotland and Iceland, uh, but there seems to be an endless amount of beauty and culture. Yes. Of the 18 islands, 17 of them are inhabited and there are about 50,000 people who live on the islands and 70,000 sheep. In fact, Faroe Islands translates to sheep islands. Because of all the sheep. <laughs> and uh, all of those sheep get to live their sheepy lives on a total of 350. 45,700 acres, which is about 691 Disneylands. They also have puffins. I am just on cuteness overload. So many puffins. They have their own language, which is Faroese. But most people, especially the younger generations, also speak English. I want to specify that she's talking about humans and not puffins. <laughs> Um, the, the Faroe Islands are a self-governing nation under the external sovereignty of the Kingdom of Denmark and are not a part of the European Union. Yes, they also have their own banknotes, but it is of equal value and interchangeable with Danish krone banknotes, and they use Danish coins. The capital of the Faroe Islands is uh, Torshev, uh, and 40% of the population lives there. <laughs> Even with that much of the population living in Torshavn, it is still one of the smallest capital cities in the world. It is situated on the largest of the islands, Stray Moy. 
do you know what Torshav means? Yes, it means Thor's Harbor and is named after the Norse god Thor. So fun. Uh, even though it is a small city, it still has the University of the Faroe Islands, which includes degrees in Faroese language and literature, science and technology, biology, software engineering, law, education, nursing, history, and the social sciences. They also have a cultural hub (laughs) cultural hub club called the nordic house which is absolutely beautiful and super functional so are you ready the structure was built to resemble an enchanting hill of elves how cozy is that and on top of being super whimsical there are many different rooms that are used for everything from meetings to concerts I think the place I would most like to visit in Torshev is the Faroese Museum of History. Um, There are artifacts from the Viking Age all the way through the Middle Ages. I think I would most like to see the Old Town. There is a section of the city that has been preserved, and it looks really neat. Oh, and we could eat that dried mutton dish, which is called Skurpik Jot... They, so basically what they do is they dry the lamb in the wind and serve it on rye bread. Something worth mentioning is that it's probably best to visit the Faroe Islands in the summer because they sometimes only get about three hours of daylight in the winter. Yes, summer it is. And did we mention the waterfalls? 18,000 waterfalls. Can you believe it? I can believe that. Uh, And one of the waterfalls is named Fusa... (laughs) Uh, and is over 450 feet high. Can you believe that much water falls from that high? Yes, because I believe in rain. Does it rain waterfalls? (laughs) Good point. Uh, I think we need to tell the people about the virtual tour we went on. Yes. Should we take a quick break and talk about that when we get back? Yes. Uh, Sounds good. See you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Quick Dryer Runs. Practicing social distancing, but you wish you could have a hug? No problem. Put a shirt or sweater in your dryer for a few minutes, and when it comes out, put it immediately on and feel its warm embrace. Quick Dryer Runs. You'll be so happy you did it that you should consider hugging your dryer. Quick Dryer Runs. Dryers need love, too. Let's get back to the show. So, because of the pandemic, the Faroe Islands has asked tourists to currently not visit the islands. They decided to create a virtual tour until it is safe to travel again, and it is amazing. We did it, and you can join the tour yourself on their website, remote-tourism.com. It seems like they are doing tours on Wednesdays, but if you go to the website, it lets you know when the next tour is, and you can put it in your calendar. We'll have the website in the show notes because everyone needs to check this out. Agreed. I mean, it's not necessary to your survival, (laughs) but it is an experience altogether unique and worth doing. It is. It even gives you the ability to control a person. So basically, a number of people who tune into the tour of the day get to tell the tour guide where to go. These lucky people get to enter in commands well on the tour, such as right, left, forward, back, jump, 
and run. And the tour guide in the Faroe Islands does these actions in real time. It's really neat. Uh, I would not use those words to describe the tour. That makes it sound like a terrifying Black Mirror episode. No, it's not terrifying. <laughs> it's adorable. Uh-huh. Um, we should say that even though you can push those buttons... The tour guide will not do anything to endanger themselves or others. They also won't scare the baby lambs. Uh, Yes, they won't run or jump next to them. It is important to not scare the baby lambs. You could just say lambs. Lambs are baby sheep. They are babies and they are lambs. (laughs) Uh, We began our tour in the village of Eldevik. Uh, on the island of uh, Estroyovroy. I think that's two quarters, John. <laughs> yes. This is the island that is recommended to be on if you wanted to potentially see the northern lights during your visit. The island alone has about 2,000 people and a bunch of sheep. And according to our tour guide, the population of the town Ilvik is 12 people. <laughs> Which is very strange because there seems to be dozens of houses. The tour guide, whose name was, I want to say Sarah, and her assistant was Ilsa. I should have written it down. I'm really sorry. Uh, I don't uh, remember either, but they were great. They were fantastic. But they were saying that most of the houses are uninhabited. Oh, yes, that, that that's right. And all of the houses are brightly colored, each of them with a heck of a paint job. And some of the houses have roofs with soil and grass on top of them. And do you remember how they cut the grass on the roofs? They put the sheep they on... They put the sheep on the roof and they let the little sheep eat the grass the sheep eat the grass uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is so cute to see you have to watch the door and see the sheep eat the grass you must uh, so we walked through most of this tiny village through the eyes of our tour guide we saw the ocean the mountains uh, the river that runs through the town uh, an old church an old schoolhouse um, with many uh, antique photos inside of them. We did the whole tour in spectator mode because all of the spots were taken to control the tour guide, but maybe you'll get a chance to control it. Uh, it happened to be the end of lambing season, mm-hmm. so the internet generally wanted to look at the lambs. So many lambs. Can you believe there is a season when newborn baby lambs are born? Newborn baby lambs. They are all these things I don't see the problem, John. (laughs) All right. Uh, We were also told about the uh, Marminil, um, (laughs) a a mythological merman uh, that legend has it used to mess with the fishermen in the village. That's right. The Marminil would cut their bait or snag their hooks on the ocean floor. Uh, it is, uh, they're currently creating a statue for the creature, um, uh, and it will be on the island, but it hasn't arrived yet, so we just saw its pedestal. Yes. We also saw a boat inside of the boathouse that was a traditional longboat that is used for rowing, which is their national sport. Yeah, in fact, we, uh, we watched a documentary about a guy from the Faroe Islands who has four... Uh, Guinness Book of World Records uh, to his name just for rowing. So they 
Yes. They take rowing very seriously. Yes, that was great. We'll put that into the show notes. I think it was happiness on the edge of the world. Um, we'll put a link to that. Uh, and uh, we, for the virtual tour, um, the guide uh, walked down a ridiculous amount of steps to a breathtaking gorge. And then the people controlling the guide made her run back up all those steps at the end of the tour. <laughs> well... <laughs> Rather, they they suggested she run, and uh, she did, uh, and that is how she ended things. Champion, um, and yeah, I think that's how we will end this exploration. We'll be back after a quick word from our sponsor with our community shout out. See you soon. Hi, this is Joseph Gandolini, and I got a couple questions for you. First question: Do you like orchids? You know the flower that smells great? Of course you do. What kind of question is that? Second question. Are you in the Sequoias, New Jersey area? If the answer to that question was yes, you should head on over to Joseph Gandolini's Sequoias Orchids. Do you know that a single orchid plant in 2017 sold for over $200,000? 200 grand! Who has that kind of money? Here at Joseph Gandolini's Sequoias Orchids, We sell our orchids for a lot cheaper. How are we able to do this? Don't worry about it. That's my problem. That's not your problem. So come on, save some money. Come on down to Joseph Gandolini's Sequoias Orchids. We're next to the Italian restaurant with no windows. You know the one. Every episode, our producer Charles likes to research and highlight something special in the area that we're exploring. Today's community shout-out is the Faroe Islands Symphony Orchestra. Yes. Even though the Faroe Islands has a very small population, they still have managed to create and maintain an entire symphony. The orchestra is made of both students and professional musicians, and there are some very talented amateurs in the orchestra as well. We had a chance to listen to the symphony perform Nordica in the Nordic House, and it was very inspiring. If you would like to listen to the orchestra, we will include a link in the show notes. Thank you, Charles, for this great community find. That's all for this week. And we would like to thank our listener, Debbie, for letting us know about the Faroe Islands virtual tour and inspiring this episode. Yes, thank you so much, Debbie. And thank you very much to our correspondent, Daniel Roberts. If you'd like to learn more about Dan, you can find his information in the show notes. And of course, thank you to our trusty producer, Charles. And a very happy birthday to our listener, Marianne. Please remember to rate and review our show. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at CozyNookExplorers at gmail.com. Stay cozy, and we'll see you soon.